I don't know if Eric is so much a Junior Miller fan as much on the racetrack as he is a Junior Miller fan off the track because it's Eric's meal ticket. And I know that sounds harsh, um, but you know, spade to spade. Eric's a scraggly old boy that runs around the pits that, that if it wasn't for helping Junior, nobody would even know who he was. Jason and Burt Myers, uh, they're one of them trash talkers. You know, they don't have any respect for anybody. Every time something goes down, uh, they always seem to stay pretty quiet until the cops get there. Then they, then they get about 10 foot tall and bulletproof. He's, he's one of the very few people that got Junior's back when it comes down to it. You know, it seems like this season, uh, uh, they've kind of strayed away from me. Don't want to have anything to do with me. You know, I mean, that's their loss. I, I look back on it and I, I hate it for them. They lost a good friend in me, so uh, I'll just stick with my man, Junior Miller, here. He, uh, he's true to me, and that's a true friend right there. Everybody needs to stop talking, because I have something that I need to say. We will stand down. It's episode 99 of Tell Me Where to Turn. This is, this is Glenn, and I have a prepared statement <laughs> that I need to read to you guys. He is pulling a piece of... Oh, and it's tight. A typed piece of paper out of his And pocket. this is something I, writ, I wrote. You wrote it? I wrote it. I wrote it totally by myself. This is not copied or co-opted from any other source. It's not plagiarized. <clears throat> other you words. didn't go to preparedstatements.com. For the last two and a half years, I've come on here as Glenn 311, and I've said a lot of things. I've said that I would record every single week, and I said I'd watch The Wire. But that's all lies. It's a lie because the reality is, my name's Clay, and I've been living with a blown out knee since last Thursday. <laughs> Unfortunately, all of this is true. And since it is, I may not be able to be your podcasting champion. And I may have to relinquish the title of podcast fan favorite over to Point Break Dave. When I was six years old, I began playing basketball. And I've kept significant knee injuries in remission for over three decades up until now. I'm not going to lie, this may be the, the hardest time of my life. I just hope that Tell Me Where to Turn and its community will just continue to allow me to appear here before you. To be honest, you've made my dreams come true, and thank you so much. Life isn't fair. I want to make one thing clear. By no means is this a retirement speech, whether on the podcast or the basketball court. Because after I'm done whipping this ligament tear's ass, I'm coming back home. I'll be back to show everybody, my family, my friends, my children, and my wife, that when life tries to put me in the wall and turn four at Daytona, I'm the type of man that will put my pedal to the floor and run their ass over every single time. I will beat this, and those 40 and older Fs at the gym will see me again very, very soon. Believe that. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, Glenn. I'm, I'm speechless. I know, it's pretty inspiring, the steps I'm about to take.
Does this mean that I have to turn on Dave before the end of the episode? We have to accelerate that whole timeline now? There's a lot of rewriting to be done, to be very, very honest with you. Is this episode 100 yet? This is 99. This is 99. The penultimate, if you will? Yes. We haven't reached 100, as they say. Well, apparently we may not reach 100. Some, some may, you know. So for those of us that aren't sitting in your garage... Yes. And didn't watch Monday Night Raw. And didn't watch Monday Night Raw. <laughs> really confused. I only watched five minutes randomly. But it was that five minutes. And it happened to be that five minutes. And I don't know if it was... They replayed it. Didn't they replay the entire yeah. thing later? I may have caught the replay. Um, but at some point, somebody had made the... I think it was uh, noted Twitter uh, participant, Brick Mason, had made the comment about whatever DX they're rolling out here is the sad excuse for DX. <laughs> yeah. I turned it on. You know, right. made the comment about you and Triple H looking very similar at the current time. <laughs> turned it off. Turn it back on about 20 minutes later, and this speech was going live. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> <Watch wrestling. laughs> you just made that up. Yeah. I sustained a significant injury recently, and suddenly you're talking about Triple H. I don't want to derail y'all's formal intros if y'all want to hit that first, but I, I've got so many questions. You've got so many questions? Let's do intros. I've got a lot of questions. I'm <laughs> at Glenn 3 underscore 11. You can find me at Tommy 2 underscore 0. You can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. And somehow I have a more complex name. By You can find me at KJE11IS. Okay. <laughs> I'm currently making the fake Twitter account at Glenn311's knee. <laughs> You've got to change that handle, by the way. Come on. It's so good. So, so good to explain. So when I came, I was the first one here. I, oh, man, I almost just really... Whoa. <laughs> Okay, 5.04, I'm going to edit back, <laughs> start my sentence over again. When I arrived, you were noticeably limping, and you also have some type of apparatus wrapped around your knee. I, I have them wearing, I'm all braced up. So despite the hilarity of your formal announcement, this is serious business here. We'll find out for sure in a couple days. So have you had any type of imaging done on this knee? Yeah, I get the... MRI results then. They tell you if you have knee AIDS. <laughs> uh, does it require <laughs> surgery? I don't know. Because I'll take a pill. <laughs> I'll, I'll get Magic Johnson medicine and be just fine. So take us, so take us through the timeline. The, what, what got us here today where you have your legs sticking straight out to the left, Look slightly how, elevated. Can you see one to the other the swelling yes yeah that's pretty alarming actually. even down to your ankle oh yeah it's twice the size and it's it's probably gone down a little bit over the last 24 30 yeah i mean hours. i would say i would say that the uh swelling down to the ankle is quite alarming yeah it's not the, a good sign the girth is oh my goodness this is <laughs> kj yeah. what are your thoughts <laughs> so we're recording you know for those hearing this later in the week we're recording on a tuesday fair to say Okay, let's not pull the curtain back too much. You may hear this next Tuesday. Um, but this occurred how many days ago? Um, five. Five days ago. And since then, all you've acquired is a small compression sleeve. That's been the extent of... Uh, I used to have it wrapped a little more tightly the first couple of days. Have you gone to work with this? I've been to the gym twice. Are you kidding me? Oh, my me? goodness. Well, that's how it started, right? You did two scoops of an explode. You walked in and said, what's the front squat record? What's the one-legged deadlift record? And then there you go. One-legged uh, broad jumped onto stack. And uh-huh. then uh, 
just deadlifted from there. Uh-huh. So it just gave way. Was this an athletic event or please tell me you were like walking the dog or sexual <laughs> even yeah. better. All, let's all, not, let's all leave above. everything on the table. I wish it was a combination of all three, <laughs> but it was in the, uh, it was in the old man's basketball league. Oh my Dude, gosh. What is team Escalante going to do now? Man, it's team Perlman this, this oh. time. Um, they get like compensatory picks next draft. Well, what you what you get to do is you get to pick up someone who was drafted in the same round to sub on your team for your remaining games. So it happened late in the second quarter of the game we had last Thursday, and essentially, there's there's no there's no dunking story or anything like that. Was this a Garoppolo? This is. Um, you were just D. You know, taking off your warm-ups and no. trotting onto the court. <laughs> oh, good God. No. I don't know much about basketball, so I may be using this term wrong. Uh-oh. Were you posterizing someone? <laughs> no, I was not. But, man, I wish. I wish that was the story that, you know, like dunked on some old guy and as I was telling him to go home and die, my knee exploded. But no, it was basically getting a rebound, taking the ball in transition, across the court. The guy's like guard me on the right side, so I'm, you know, dribbling like right to left across the court toward the basket, and I just went to plant my leg to apparently pass because apparently I still passed the ball even though I don't recall it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not what I heard from Team Escalante <laughs> that there was no passing. I heard they didn't draft you to pass the ball. They just put black hole on the back of my between jersey. you and Jim Harden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when I went to plant, the next thing I remember is I was just on the ground. Like, the whole thing just gave. Wow. And I thought it was actually a, like a somebody had fallen and they hadn't, like, taken care of a wet spot or something like that. They don't have, like, a real good sweep crew at yeah. the, the rec center. <laughs> no. Typical, typical Beto but, supporter blaming somebody else for his I problems. Was, I was on the ground. Initially, this leg was, like, pinned kind of, like, behind me, and I couldn't move it at all. Oh, no. And, like, within the first 10 seconds, you know, first I writhed in pain. I didn't cuss at all, which is that was the most surprising thing out of wow. everything. Family there? Well, I no. guess I was to, any witnesses to crumple that ticket up and throw it in the trash. No, <laughs> I, I really didn't. Um, and within like first ten seconds, a guy that was on that end of the quarter kind of walked up, just kind of looked down. And he goes, "Man, that's broke." So, oh. so I thought I broke my leg. Like I thought I maybe snapped the lower half of my so leg. So what, what did he see that made him say? I it have was no broke? idea. I didn't. Ask, I didn't go for a follow up. <laughs> So at that point, it kind of the whole shot kind of, you know, I was like, okay, well, I just clearly something bad just happened. This is not like rolling an ankle. This is worse than that. Mm-hmm. And I was able to start moving my legs. I was like, all right, I didn't snap my leg in half. And after like slowly, I just kind of like straightened it out. Then, you know, most people were expressing concern like, hey, man, don't don't move. Take your time. Don't like you don't have to hurry or anything like that. Some other guy just like, yeah. That's an ACL tear, and I'm like, you got a lot of, <laughs> lot of. So you're playing in the league full of doctors. Yeah. I was like, well, that's what I was like. Thanks, buddy. That's, you had Tony Romo in the booth. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a concussion. Yeah, that's a concussion. <laughs> that's comforting. He's like, well, I've torn mine before. I just know how it is, and I'm just like, you couldn't wait like five minutes to tell me. You know, I'm still on the ground. So, and then that was at the moment like they're waiting. I was like, yeah, before y'all play, y'all need to mop up that wet spot where I slipped. And there was a guy standing over there, and he kind of looked down. And he was like. There's no wet spot. <laughs> like you just planted on that leg and your knee just buckled. Wow. Yeah. And that was it. If anything, a wet spot might have helped. It, it might have. Like your foot would have a little give. Yeah. yeah I sure. would, 
certainly would have rather just ripped my groin and well, I don't know about that. No, you would have fallen on your ass, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pardon my Slip language. That's no, okay. It's okay. We're gonna set the ass record of this fine. episode. Yeah, that's strike right. one. Episode ninety nine. <laughs> ass record. The ass record. <laughs> I do feel oh. bad because I feel partially responsible. There was a uh, special DraftKings league, and I went 100% ownership on all 50 lineups of Glenn. So, obviously, he's going to go down in the second quarter. That was the jinx. Oh, man. So, what was your next move? So, I, you said no family was present. Mm. Did you call and you know, order an Uber? Did you drive yourself home? Like, how did you escape the well, scene? Well, I mean, I was able, it's my left knee, so right. I could drive. Oh, okay. But I, I got to work straight down my leg, and then I kind of started to get up, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I'm fine. I could push myself up, and I just hopped on my right leg over to where the bleachers are, like behind the goal. And they're like, get this guy some ice, you know, and some 18-year-old, his voice is still cracking, goes oh to get gosh. ice. He comes back with ice and, like, the uh, incident form. And he's <laughs> oh, like, oh, yes. we need you to fill this out. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And, and, like, the ref is laughing. Because he's like, you can't give this guy like five minutes, you know. <laughs> so I basically just put my name on it and just put like twisted knee basketball and just handed it back to him. Because I'm like, I'm not going to sue you. It's not right. It's not your fault. It was probably in your membership form anyway. That was probably like a. It, yeah. I probably have a waiver. Right. Something that they're like, just in case you were a guest that day, they needed you to re-sign that up. I feel like even if I sued him, they'd probably lowball me. Yeah, like maybe just kind of try to negotiate the price with you. Was it a like really to like a maybe even unfairly low amount? I don't know. Like, it's just a feeling. Is there a term for that? Like the, <laughs> oh, what that's called? Gosh. <laughs> arbitrating. Oh, arbitrating. Okay. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I knew I there was something. I think that's what it is. Okay. Way to shoot from the hip on that one. <laughs> My goodness. So here we are. So the so the next day. So you didn't Does go it, back. You didn't go back to the ER where you where you so, had your colon. No, no, no. So, on. so I drove home and I got home and you know kind of hobbled in, couldn't find where the ice packs are. So walked back and I'm did, like, uh, did Mrs. Glenn get a call or was her first experience yeah. you hopping walked, on one foot like a child? <laughs> I hopped into the bedroom, which is not abnormal. <laughs> and I was like, you know where the ice packs are? And she's like, ah, did you hurt your ankle? And I was like, no, it's my knee. And then the concern on her face, it went from like concern of half of a point <laughs> to like almost 10. Because the knee, yeah, that's a yeah. lot more serious. Yeah. So does it surprise you that when I went to bed that night, I set my alarm and debated going to the gym the next morning? Is that? No, because you asked the, you asked the doctor when you were in the emergency room if you could go to the gym <laughs> the next morning. So I woke up in the middle of the night and the... Pain and the swelling had, even though I had it elevated, it had uh, increased about fivefold. So there was no gym. The adrenaline had gone. Yeah, completely by then. So, so you're scrambling through the uh, the I'm cupboard looking for so many Percocet. No, I was gonna say, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess luckily you'd had a fresh batch of that. <laughs> laying around. I have some of that stuff left over. Yeah. So doctor, the next day. Just regular doctor? Yeah, orthopedic. Okay. Went back to the colon that was, doctor. That was yeah. my first question, too. Whenever he got his first diagnosis, like, was this a your family practice <laughs> it was doc? His GI doctor. Or was it, you know, an urgent care yeah. doctor? And I'm like, he said he went to an orthopedic surgeon, so at least. Yeah, I'm not, you know. I'm not fooling around with that. And he's like, yeah, you need an MRI. And I'm like, uh, so when can I get one? He's like, well, here's the place that we'll refer you to whenever they can fit you in. And we called him, and 
it was after like normal you know office hours for the doctor's office but they could get me in that evening at the mri place i was like let's let's do it so yeah. that's done I so just go on Thursday was it a, uh Was it an MRI where you had to put, get your whole body in the tube? No. Just the... Just my leg. Just the leg. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. That? I have done that. The whole body tube. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's not. It's I'm not, cl- it's not yeah, a great experience. Is. Have you done it? I have not, but I've been around them. It's not I've, great. I've gone to tour facilities where yeah, they give them a, and hear it. It's not, a, it's not a fun 20, 30 minutes. So you played football for probably 15 years and Correct. you kept, you kept all MRIs in I remission tore a hamstring, time? but it was the issue was that I went and got, um, basically a second opinion before getting an MRI. And they basically told me, yeah. Hey, it's not going to show anything else. You ruptured this and it had already started regrowing. So they're like, unless you want to have surgery, there's no reason to do a full, uh, MRI. Cause it was three months after, or like two and a half months after yeah. I tore it. Um, but they were very clearly telling me, Hey, their plan to like walk on your hamstring is not the best, uh, <laughs> treatment for a no. torn hamstring. No. Uh, that is probably why you're bruising six yeah. weeks later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm very fortunate that I hadn't had to gone through that. And I'm frankly, I'm kind of glad it's you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will say silver lining though, given your health record this year, um, oh, this is all free. <laughs> exactly. Given your health record this the year, out of pocket max has been met. Lest you uh, dabble in uh, marketplace exchanges and whatnot, uh, <laughs> this is a free healthcare experience. No, I the the orthopedic was advised before I left his office that if surgery is needed, it, it we, would be this year. We will be doing it. Not only that, before but the calendar flips, I will tell you that you need to force like crazy to get that scheduled because everyone else yeah. is in that same bucket that they're doing elective crap, like nonstop this time of year where right. physicians and surgeons are cleaning up. He, yeah, he basically was like, it's not a problem. Yep. We'll get it done. Find somebody to get on their schedule and get that right. mess done. Cause if, if I need it, I mean, if you need it, I told you, I took the uh, plus four fifty that this is uh, <laughs> surgery know. required for sure. <laughs> this guy knows so much more about gambling than our last guest. Yeah. Well, after one trip, because <laughs> if, uh, I mean, if it's ACL definite surgery, Yeah. but if it's anything else, I think you got options. Well, what, what other, what are other, um, diagnoses are on the table besides an ACL tear? Well, I mean, I guess there's the possibility that it's just a grade two sprain of the knee which could include obviously the ACL and other parts. Look, I don't, I, I'm no doctor, but that doesn't look like a, that doesn't look like a grade two sprain. Pal. That looks like you're holding up the three yeah. up in the air on that. Can he play? I don't, <laughs> man. And I don't see how, cause you've heard stories of, I think getting a shot and going back out there. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson did that in college and mm-hmm. Phillip rivers did it in the NFL. Like I couldn't imagine if I if they said you know what you have to get out there and finish the game, but you said that same day. I mean, at least your knowledge of the pain was slightly lower or lower yeah. in the moment than it just hadn't. The immediate was it was bad, and then it kind of tapered off, and I could walk, and I didn't run, but I kind of you know a little bit of lateral movement just to see if it just buckled or gave on me, and it didn't. So I was like, all right, maybe we're <laughs> okay here. In. It's an ACL. No. Like I, I'm thinking like 10% chance that it's not, but right. What procedure was it that Kobe Bryant or whoever it was had like umbilical cord fluid shot into like stem cell stem, stuff. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. yeah I that, need you to go get somebody's stem cell rings 
shot into your knee. I think that's like because you're bone on bone. I don't think that was yeah. ligament tear. Whatever it way, is, I want you to get this. I mean, done. if it's all free, you'll <laughs> exactly. get little. You might as well. Little German baby cells just forming their own ligament. <laughs> However, we can go from this to you taking Amari Stoudemire jacuzzi wine baths. Oh yes. <laughs> well, here's another thing to put on the table. Like, obviously, if you get surgery, a lot of rehab. Yeah. Might never be what it is. It's all free. Do we need to get spring leg? Like the runners that have like the oh, just go straight <laughs> blade. Go Pistorius. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to kill anyone later. Yeah. That's not a requirement. <laughs> no, no, but I think. But uh, how awesome would that be? Well, call him one blade. <laughs> Umblado. So I told you this. I told you this on the phone the other day. But there's a great. Seth Rollins documentary on the network that you got to watch, but it's him rehabbing a knee. It's you have to watch it. It's fascinating. And after you watch it, I think we could do an adapted version of that for the show. As you work through rehab, (laughs) how am I going to be really fascinating? I'm intrigued by it, but I feel like that's going to be frowned upon to get any sort of audio or video from my rehab. I don't think we have to necessarily do video, but I think there's a way we could, we could tailor it for this medium. I mean, well, watch that documentary. Seriously, okay. go in, go into uh, specials and then WWE 24. Fight the urge to stop on the Finn Balor one. It's good, too, <laughs> but do the Seth Rollins one first. What would be more compelling than a guy who sits in an office all day coming back <laughs> from a knee injury? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want know. you just one hopping to every board meeting. <laughs> Man. Just a skipping the I'm whole way. I'm getting so many comments of, well, that's just because you're getting old. Or, guess you're not going to play basketball anymore. That was the first thing that came out of uh, the woman that owns the house that I live in. Yeah. Um, as soon as I mentioned, well, I don't know if I'll be uh, uh, having the privilege of recording with old Glenn next week. Uh, he went down in a tragic accident. <laughs> She said, well, that's why you no longer play flag football. And I said, no, that's because I am months removed from the keto diet and well into the Frito diet in which uh, no athleticism will be emitted from this uh, body that I Yeah, I that's not athleticism. It's uh, firing out. Exactly. Yeah. I, and that ultimately may be the decision. I mean, if it's an ACL, it's probably a decision I make a year from now. But it's still kind of stings a little bit i'm kind of like you know what nancy and logistics i think you tore in two was a bag of doritos <laughs> you don't need to be telling me anything about what i'm gonna do or not do well no and you don't want your athletic career to end with you right complaining about a phantom wet spot on a totally dry court I either do, i do feel like it's a real give up like i could just sign up for the league play one game and then just just take off everything and just walk out leave the shoes on the field <laughs> like, like tim riggins <laughs> Full oh, circle. And hey, that's a nice segue. Okay. Oh, I think the music's getting in. <laughs> uh, American Airlines was just on there uh, taking a flight. Friday Night Lights available for in-flight entertainment. Oh, my gosh. Well, you just said just take Play me everywhere. <laughs> I'll just stay here, guys. <laughs> but uh, since, since KJ pretty much already ruined the show by mentioning it was a Tuesday, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you what else today is. Today is my buffer day. What? Do you know what a buffer day is? Uh, I do, and it's something I haven't had since like junior high, where I would call and or you know say, "Hey, I'm sick from school. I've got a lot of videos to watch." Mm-hmm. 
So Thursday morning, I flew to Las Vegas, and I got home from Las Vegas last night about ten thirty. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you said today's Thursday my buffer morning? day. Jeez. Thursday morning you left. Yeah, today is my buffer day. Today's the day that I wake up and it's nine o'clock in the morning and nobody's come in and offered me a double Tito's and orange juice. <laughs> I haven't held dice in my hand at any point today. <laughs> haven't touched cards or chips. It's so so depressing. Four days is a lot. Four yeah. full days well, is and a whole lot. Was it all work or was it all? You know, just for fun, business, or pleasure? Well, first of all, Point Break Dave and I traveled together. Oh, how convenient. And so we weird. were with another gentleman who's older than us, but clearly not. He's one of our dads, but clearly yeah. not both of our dads. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird. So it looks slightly like both of but you. But <laughs> it's really strange. But even uh, even this guy said uh, on, on Monday, he said, you know, maybe next year we ought to leave like a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> But you were not there just for gambling, though. No, well, yes and no. Because Uh-oh. there was not... I don't think there was ever a minute of the day that there wasn't some form of gambling going on. Whether That's it was true. bets on a game or table. Right. Gotcha. gotcha. Right. Because we, we did go out to attend a racing event. I know the we're going to be talking about racing later in the show. So we spent three days at a racetrack, but they were also days that the NFL and uh, NCAA were playing games. Okay, so <laughs> makes it real easy to let me let me uh, out point break day for a minute. But in in the sports book at Mirage, okay. for every hundred dollars you spend, they give you a drink ticket for a free drink. Point break Dave had ten drink tickets in his pocket. <laughs> oh. when we got to the racetrack, he reached in his pocket and he said, "Oh, I forgot to leave these in the room." He had ten of them in his pocket. <laughs> but is that all you had left at the end of the day? It was just drink tickets. <laughs> You're trying to swap those out. Yeah, for it's tens. like can I just? <laughs> no, it is. That was actually, it's somewhat shocking because, like, I pick the games I want to bet. And when I'm, in, when I'm in Vegas, my, good u- thing to do. my yeah. unit is 110, right? So you win 100. You bet 110 on a game, you gotcha. win 100. Never bet 100 flat. Never bet. That's amateur. Because you look, you look like an idiot if <laughs> yeah. you bet 100 flat. Because right. then they got to pay you 95, 45. Duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that until they told me. Because I've bet so 100. Betting 20s is on even a, worse. <laughs> Bet 22, <laughs> then you're good. I bet 100 on a preseason Cowboys game <laughs> one time and never been more disgusted. But basically, the, uh, the uh, standard operation is we all grab breakfast somewhere before we McDonald's. get McDonald's? No. Actually, if We're you're going to talk about food prices in a minute. Do you all oh, okay. stay so, at the same place every time? Usually on this trip, since the wives aren't involved, okay. if they're involved, you have to stay at the Venetian or Bellagio or somewhere. Gotcha. This trip, the Mirage is home base. Nothing wrong with that place. Great location. Step up from the Hooters this, Casino. This year, Tommy made a bold play and got his own room at a different hotel. What? He did. Is the Hooters Casino still there? Yes. Yes. I've never set foot in How? it. I stayed, ironically enough, two times ago going to Vegas. I stayed in the Mandalay Bay corner room, two floors above where old boy was. Oh, Steven no. Said, yeah. It was about a year and a half uh, ahead of him. But this is that the whole time show. looking out yeah. the, uh, yeah, for multiple reasons. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. But uh, it ties for the darkest one we've ever you had. Can, <laughs> you can see the, ho- the Hooters ca- uh, Casino on the way into the Mandalay Bay, and the entire time I was like, We've got to take a swim through there. It's yeah. so spare. Yeah, I've been through there. It's you didn't miss anything. Okay, <laughs> no, you didn't I, miss anything. 
I went in there one time and I think I just circled and just walked yeah. straight out. But no, I made I made the decision to get my own room this year. Okay. And um, best decision I ever made. No diarrhea. Of zero. Okay. Zero diarrhea. Um, don't have to deal with Point Break Dave and his shenanigans. He he has a hard time handling Vegas. He goes to bed two and gets up at three thirty. Before you try to bury me here. <laughs> Who got you an amazing deal on that room? Oh, yeah. Point Break Dave pretty much got me almost a free stay due to his um, heavy gambling activity. <laughs> Caesar's total rewards. Respects. Yes. Point Break Dave. So, so I actually checked into my room uh, with Point Break Dave's driver's license and his credit card <laughs> and answered to his name. Yeah. As uh, I handed it to the guy, and uh, no problems, we're good. And oddly, we look enough alike I know, that it works. It's just convenient. total coincidence how that happened. <laughs> I don't see how you're pulling the scam off. But but Point Break Dave's the worst person. Well, the worst person will be somebody that brings like hookers to the room. He doesn't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he can't handle being in Vegas because he's so excited to be there. He just he's just he can't sit still. So four o'clock, and he'd come into bed at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. 4.35, he's like raring to go again. So he's up there taking a shower, getting ready, banging crap around so he can get downstairs and start playing craps or whatever he wants to do. <laughs> you don't go to Vegas to sleep. No. Well, I have two young kids. I went to Vegas to catch up on sleep. <laughs> right. So I caught up on some sleep in my own room, and it was glorious. In fact, every morning when I woke up, <laughs> just kind of heard that. No. <laughs> <laughs> And I just had the robe on, just doing my hands. In front of the open window. <laughs> the kids are out of the pool, just kind of looking. Yeah. Like Treasure Island's yeah. looking up <laughs> at you. Just slowly <laughs> rotating around. What's the bad man doing over there? <laughs> it was amazing, but, but I'm sorry. We got way off track. I, so I don't even remember. We meet for breakfast oh, every morning. Yeah. yeah. Expensive breakfast, which we're, I want to talk about food in a minute. We'll get there. We'll get there. But the... You know, on your way to breakfast, you grab the uh, NFL odds sheet out of the sports book. It's you sit down, you kind of get your thoughts together. So I'm writing down, you know, whatever, 257 over, you know, just writing down the numbers and don't really think about how many games I liked. Mm. And then I went up and I'm like, you like all of them. I'm, I'm like, I'm in the sports book and I'm like, you know, whatever, 110 on this, 110 on this. I'm like going through and then they get down to the end and they're like, you know, that'll be $1,200. You're like, whoops. <laughs> All right, I hope I win a few of these. <laughs> I didn't mean to pick these up. Can, I, can, can you put these back? These are cold items. Take these back. I meant $11. <laughs> Did I say 110 the, uh, there was a There was a big sports betting controversy that happened in the Green Bay, or I'm sorry, in the... Um, yeah, in the Green Bay game. Did you did you guys were you aware of that? I was I, watching it. Yeah. I didn't see it. I saw the follow up Todd Gurley head is this the same game? Right. The so Rams Packers. The so yeah. Yeah. it's a well known there's a there's a well known fact that the Packers and the Cowboys always command the most action in the games because they have the most fans. And it's usually a rule of thumb that they always tweak the line a little bit against both of those teams because they know their fans are always gonna bet on them no matter what. So the Packers were plus eight, which is the first time Aaron Rodgers has ever been getting more than a touchdown in his entire career. It started out at nine and a half, right. so a bunch of people bet on it. So it's one of those it's one of those like alarm bell games where I'm I'm in there and I'm like, how do you not take Aaron Rodgers plus eight? But all the experts are going, no, 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 the, 
this is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I took it. I took the eight because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an idiot. Well, the way the game ended, you watch the game, is the Rams are ahead by two, and they're about to run, run in another touchdown that would have put them up by nine. And right. the, uh, I don't recall who had the ball. Um, was it Gurley? Yeah, they handed the ball to Gurley. Yeah, so he does the smart play, and because if he goes in, then they actually give the ball back to the Packers where they could immediately score, onside right. kick, whatever. So he goes down on the two. And they can run out the And clock. then they can kneel the clock out. Yeah. But that moment in the sports book changed everyone's fortune, including mine, for the right. positive, because you're watching it going, oh, no, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, <laughs> and there's nothing like being in a sports book when that moment happens. A lot of tickets torn oh, off. Yeah. Well, and, and the reverse happened to us in the 17-inning World Series game. We were 18. all oh, my gosh. sitting there with huge Boston tickets. Oh, okay. Kinsler fields that ball, oh, yeah, and we're standing up, yeah. holding up the number one, and Foot then he throws slips. it 30 feet off the bag. Yeah. And the game ends. So we experienced the highs and lows of sports betting in those two situations. So that experience for me with the baseball game, I didn't have any money on it or anything. Right. But that was the day after ending, you know, ruining my life over here. <laughs> and um, stayed up, was watching the game, but, you know, had taken maybe a little bit for the pain. I wanted to sleep, so I Took topped it off one. with a little bit of Benadryl. And so I'm. This guy's turning to Grego over here. I'm in the uh, <laughs> recliner in that room in there. Wait, do you have any problem with Eddie Gossage? That you know <laughs> Not currently, but I'm going to TMS this weekend. Don't believe your vehicle has OnStar, so we're good there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm watching the game in that exact moment. I'm thinking the same thing. Like I'm reclined and I got the remote and I'm about to fall asleep. Like I'm kind of fighting it a little bit. Hit the ball to Kinsler and I'm like, all right, this is it. As soon as they third out, I'm hitting power. He throws it wide. They score and tie it. I watched to the end to see if the Dodgers won it, won the game. And then after it was tied, I just remember Joe Buck goes, and we're on to the 14th. And I, I just go, no, we're not. And <laughs> just turned it off. Had no idea what happened till the next day. I, too, consumed a little bit of that game. Um, ironically enough, kind of in the between uh, you two story, as I had visited uh, the same city, Vegas, uh, about a month ago. Uh, and drove back, which is the worst decision of my oh life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've made that drive once. Worst decision of my life. Uh, out of the goodness of my heart, I had agreed to uh, drive back, thinking it was a 12-hour trek. I was thinking Colorado. Is it uh, 20? And it's 17, 17. and a half-ish, plus U-Haul and car. So it was 20. Wow. Um, so I'd made that trip. But laws have changed in that state. And uh, the laws that have changed in that state aren't really of my interest for the most part. And, yeah, I enjoy my whiskey and my beer. Uh, it's pretty much enough. But when in Vegas, so to speak, I was enjoying uh, stuff then during that game. And I, I fall asleep. I wake up and I'm like, this is a very interesting baseball game. <laughs> what is this lady doing looking like the scarecrow behind the plate? They're saying it's the 15th inning. I am just out of my mind right now. What is happening? And, and I look up and I'm like, it's, it's 1 a.m. I must be dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> and the game kept going on and I went to sleep. I woke up in the same exact spot on the couch and apparently I wasn't dreaming. Mary Hart is a psychopath. And the game <laughs> did go to 18 innings. Oh, it did. And we watched every single one of Seven them. Seven hours and 20 minutes. You guys were in the right time zone to have Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we were gambling, other yeah. gambling while it was going on. But we spent, what, the last five innings in the sports book? Yeah. Sitting there clutching our $150 Red Sox ticket, just praying for this to end well. What was funny is we all know uh, 
Tommy's history with Vegas and the Nelson Cruz drop fly ball. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, at the exact same moment, he was vomiting in the floor. Exactly. But <laughs> during that game, at one point, they showed, I guess it was about, was it Freeze? Yeah, David Freeze. They showed highlights from oh. when they played the Rangers, and oh. Tommy's over there like, no, this is bad. <laughs> no, don't show this. <laughs> oh. So Bad day. When you go to Vegas, um, so you stayed at the Mirage. Do you guys bounce around and go to multiple places, or do you essentially like stick to what where you're at and basically where you're at aside from going to food? So this was a this was a topic of conversation this trip because yeah. we we've realized that we've gotten in a rut. Okay. Because when we stay at Mirage, we pretty much do the same things every time. And this is the probably the third or fourth year in a row. So we. When we were driving back to the airport, we kind of decided, you know, next year we're going to mix it up. We're going to stay at the, the other end of the strip just to do something different. Tropicana. Hey, don't rule out the trop. <laughs> Have they renovated it? Because I haven't been to Vegas since 2010, but I remember that was ongoing the last time I went there. I don't the, even know what the Tropicana is. The it's like one of the it's oldest one of the, I think ones. it is now the oldest I was about on say, the strip. Is it something different by now? If, if, if so, I don't know. But they were... and Okay, here's a question. We need to get to food at some point. Well, but what, I was gonna, qu- what I was going to say is... What is you And I'll let you ask your question is... We always make one destination trip out specifically for food the first night we're there. And we do, we do what oh, we would you. consider a very expensive meal. Right. Dave and I uh, split the check. We go big, you know... All the way, and I want to. I want to go over the details of that, but but ask your question first. It has nothing to do with food. Okay, no, no, that's <laughs> fine. We'll come back to food. But the last couple times, maybe 2008 to 2010, that I went, the new fad in all the casinos that I frequent is that near, say, blackjack, three card poker, you know, in the tables, that there are girls like dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they still have that. They have that. At oh yeah, Caesars and Harris. Harris had that and... going on because I think Planet Hollywood started that. And it was possible as classy as you could make it. And then I always gambled at O'Shea's. Of course you did. It wasn't as classy. The, the, the new O'Shea's is my mainstay oh, now when I go. At the link? Inside yeah. the link. link. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So our, our normal path is we like the Mirage because the, the food options there are suited to what we need. The hotel's located really well. So directly across the street is Casino Royale, which is a complete dump. But until apparently now, you could play $5 anything there. Right. But now, all of a sudden, everything's $10 minimum there, which is not uh, with the older part of our traveling party. is not mm. He's not a fan of that. Well, he plays exclusively craps. Oh, okay. okay. So that, and a ten dollar craps game, you can get. You got to get in there for seven, eight hundred. Right. You can get. You can get. Things can get bad in a hurry mm-hmm. at ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then we've got Harris next door, which also has a, a good pie gal crap situation. Then you keep going. You've got the link. You've got the O'Shea's, which has cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got dice games there, and then beyond the link, you've got Flamingo, which also has. So that's basically that that little L is a thing. Mirage out the door across the street in in that little L. And then there's really good poker tournaments at Mirage and really good poker tournaments at Harris. So for the mm. poker players, we do that. And that's okay. it. I mean, we don't go anywhere else. We don't go to win. We don't go to Caesars. Whoa. We don't go any anywhere oh, wow. else. That's but that's, you've been there so many times. You're not you don't need to see any shows. No, there's no anything. sightseeing. It's all gambling and it's all like we to the point where we know where the tables we want to play right. at are and nothing ever changes. The, the layouts inside are, are essentially the same they've been for the last four years. I can name like half the craps dealers at Casino Royale. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the poker rooms are the same way. It's the same dealers every right. year, the same floor staff every year. It's just, 
it's become too much of a rut. And Casino Royale, they have cocktail waitresses that were conservatively in their 60s when we started going 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still there. Yeah. I know. I will say it's strange to hear because everything that you guys do basically cuts off right where my strip experience where your starts ends from the other side. That's by there. design. Like we go as far to the link. Exactly. I'm spending all my time in the Cromwell, um, <laughs> but you know, we go as far as the link, but usually when we've gone, we've stayed at the Cosmo or recently we happened to stay at Cromwell, not knowing what it was. Uh, but the Cromwell's definitely Cromwell's more, not, what it's, it's a really there? nice place, but it's certainly a more urban experience yes. because of the nightclub that's there. Did you um, like the uh, the coffee on each floor? Uh, I didn't notice anything. Oh, okay. I didn't. Never I wasn't paying attention. No, to we anything. we stayed there a couple of years ago. Um, it was it was fine. Yeah, the flamingo next door. I will say they changed over what little bar was on the front. It used to be it's called Five O'clock Somewhere Bars. Now the Bird. It's some random hole in the wall bar that I didn't lose a hand. I played mostly crap or blackjack and then a little bit of craps. I didn't lose a single hand of blackjack. Really? Maybe I'd say 95%. Where was this information two days ago? 95% win right there. And I lost 95% of my hands at every other casino from Aria on back, basically. I thought you were a rain man here. I was like, we're going back. I didn't know what was happening. I'd I'd sat down and it was the first table, first night, very conservative. I was like, okay, I'll just play through. It was $10 hands. Like I'll play through 200 bucks. And it turned into like 600 or 700. Wow. And I was like, all right, well, awesome. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. This is not supposed to happen. Thanks, bird. Uh, and I walk off and none of that money saw the room. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say I don't know what you're talking about. That's exactly when you how stayed it goes. Cosmo, did you yeah. get the uh, weird room where you can look into the shower? Uh, so I had that room in the Cromwell, actually. They have, See, like, I told you I had that room, too. <laughs> see-through. It's very strange because the shower is soundproof. But it's not. It, but it's it's very thinly veiled two way. Yeah, you have to, I, if the light. I think it was if the light in the shower was on and the ones in the rooms are right, off. You, you can, can see the yeah. silhouette. And yeah. then in the uh, Cosmo, the room we stay in is usually a bigger suite because we'll go with. Whoa. No, we'll, Whoa. We'll, we'll go with several people. We'll go with my wife and then her father. Oh. And then, <laughs> and then usually her brother and his wife. So there'll be five of us. But the room has two bedrooms with two queen beds and one and just a king bedroom. He has his own suite situation. So, so this is enough people for like seven people to cover this suite. That's the, cool. This isn't the paddock suite. This is, I don't know. Okay. Paddock suite is, but the bathroom. Oh, he knows what it is. It's like <laughs> two floors full, below his suite. Oh, no, with a yes, clear, a clear view. Bay. Yeah. A clear view. That's, yeah. that's a similar layout though. But, in the bathroom, though, it's a full open window into the shower. You can't yeah, have I anyone remember. in the bedroom and take a shower at the same time. And you think, like, oh, I'll just move this curtain. Well, you step into the shower and you look over and you're like, <laughs> everybody's oh. watching TV. And yeah. Oh, like, hi, Greg. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's like, no glass there. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my like, bad. And there, yeah. Yeah. And Very there close to seeing, uh, I guess, was what is now my sister in law, my, my wife's brother's wife. Uh, the first time we went, she you know went and hopped in the shower, turned on the shower, and she looks up. She goes, "Oh shit! <laughs> like, Damn it! This is close. So close! You're like we can't see you. I'm, it's I'm fine. A, I'm asleep. Don't mind. <laughs> don't mind my phone. <laughs> it's so just one way down behind the wall, holding it's my hand over it. It's just one way glass. Don't it's worry on about Facebook it. Live. Exactly. So food. I want to know you guys' food trip. So we 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 um when we go with our when we go with our wives and significant others and ex wives and all those different things. 
the Balor clubs for everyone. <laughs> my my wife in particular kind of ring leads a, a real culinary experience. When we go, boy, does she! When we go for the October she likes trip, food. When we go for the October Fancy trip, food. it's. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's the staple of one place. So we kind of made a deal four or five years ago. We said, we're going to go for one nice meal. The right. night we get there, we're doing it. So we're, we're all kind of hung up on the TV show MasterChef okay. with Gordon Ramsay and just his antics. So he's got his own signature steakhouse. Or he's got a, several restaurants, but he's got a, a his high-end place there is Gordon Ramsay Steak in, in Paris, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I made his reservations there. And we went out, and uh, and of course, when you when you walk in there, so Gordon Ramsay is well-known for being from London. Uh, not from Paris, but his <laughs> restaurants in Paris. So, so the the uh, they have all the in the and believe me, like the, the six year old cocktail waitresses, they're not working there. Oh no, things right. are going pretty well there. Yeah. Your things are going very well there. So they they've e- got everything's high end. Yeah. So they walk <laughs> presentation you, is good. They kind of walk you down this little this little darkened hallway as you're going back into the restaurant, and and you get halfway, and the girl stops, and she turns around, and she says, "I just want you guys to know that we're." Now leaving Paris and entering London. It's oh the channel. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you have pants or did they have to give you pants this time? <laughs> I had pants this time. But like I've said, Lakeside Seafood at the Wynn, great restaurant. And don't worry about it because they have pants. <laughs> they will give you pants. So don't even worry about it. You're fine. So this particular restaurant had the uh, tr- push cart of meat oh, that yes. they bring by. So of all the raw meat, so they show you, and you see the lady wow. has a little pin light, you know, because it's real dark in there, and you know, t- basically talked us all into the wagyu, like American, you know. So I mean, these these steaks we're getting were basically like just a click under a hundred bucks for a steak, and then okay. you're you're still in it for sides. The the part that cracked me up the most is is just how they elevate the cost of everything. Right. Point Break Dave orders a, a Manhattan, just you know, and I what what'd you get? Knob Creek. I mean, you didn't ask uh, for. Johnny Walker Blue. No, or no, I think I got Woodford. Yeah, he got a, a Manhattan with Woodford. $26 oh. for the cocktail. I was thinking 19 was my guess. Yeah. It's like, you're looking yeah. at 20. I got a, 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 I got a beer, like a local beer, just draft beer. It was $11. Yeah. Oh One beer. Uh, the, the, whole check, the whole check was pretty stiff. Um, the, the food prices in that whole city, I mean, I'm sure you experienced oh, yeah. that too. Well, leading up to that, because we get there Thursday... And we know we're having this big dinner. So uh, myself and the older gentleman that's one of our fathers were like, <laughs> um, hey, I was like, let's just in, in uh, Mirage, there used, there, it used to be BLT burger, now it's LV mm-hmm. burger. Fantastic milkshakes, yeah. by the way. So we go there and we're like, hey, you know what? We just need a little snack to get us to the dinner reservation. We'll go in here. We'll split a burger. So they have a meal, right? It's a shake, a burger, and fries. We got one meal between us, and then I got an extra <laughs> drink. Not beaten at all. No. Check comes out. One meal. Forty dollars. Oh my! Like I was like, because we're getting cash out, and uh, he was like, "How much do I owe you?" I'm like, "Well, your your piece is, you know, whatever, twenty seven dollars." And he's like, "No, just for me." I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> we're both beneath twenty-seven. Yeah. And I'm saying that Harris low end, right? Yeah, they have a coffee cart. I got a a small coffee, just drip coffee, and a and a muffin. Eleven ninety. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else they still have at Harris? 
the girl that walks around with the cigarette tray. Yeah. Oh yes. The the massage girl is way more beaten, although sometimes it's the same <laughs> it's the same situation. She kind of flips the thing around. Right. At the Cromwell, it's the black and mild girl, but it's <laughs> it's, it's the same kind of thing. Um I will say there are times where I'm sitting there, I'm like, it would be really nice to get a massage, but nowhere in this world would I accept myself if I'm just sitting there playing a hand of $10 blackjack while some lady's like got her elbow elbowing your, me yeah. into my spine. Yeah. So you should double down, honey. Whoa. <laughs> Who's this character? Yes. That's Massage <laughs> Mary. She's need Malai. To, <laughs> need to hear more from this guy. Or this lady, excuse me. Could be a guy. You never so, know. Do you guys have go-to places that you hit in between the big meals? Like, there's Aside a, from the big plan places, you know, like, okay, hey, here's where I try to cheat. Yeah, it there, up. there's a place, I mean, there's a place in Mirage called The Pantry mm-hmm. that we, I think we ate at five times when right. we were there. And it's, it's not cheap, but it's consistently good and it's usually pretty easy to get in and out of. So, yeah, that's a usual place that. Too easy. Stop it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm aforementioned LV Burger is another <laughs> uh, another place, and then also we eat at the racetrack a lot because we're there for three days. So yeah. the uh, sweet tickets that we get include uh, <laughs> wow. include a uh, access to a tent. And Glenn, big news for you this year when we checked into the tent the first day. This has never been the case before because usually they give you two drink tickets, and there's a bar in there. And unlimited drinks, unlimited beer and cocktails. <laughs> Whoa! Because <laughs> I, I was they they handed me my my ticket that I redeemed for the they have a hot they have a hot one hot meal a day and then they have snacks, and then I said oh I need my drink tickets too and they said no you don't the bar's over there whatever you want. Wow. Did you have any interaction with anyone whose last name was Force? We had very, very close interaction with the uh, the, the patriarch. <laughs> he did a just so make in, sure you put body issue on the end of that. Yeah, I know that I'd seen her somewhere. <laughs> yeah, not John. <laughs> he was in the body yeah, issue. So John, John and uh, was it Courtney or, or Brittany? I think it was Courtney. I think it was it Courtney. was Courtney. So they they um, they did a private Q and A for the people in the, the the VIP tent. Now, I mean, there was hundreds of people. Yeah. it's not like it's not like the four of us. There's a few more people than that, but I mean, we were from from here to that wall uh, while he was while he was doing his Q and A, and Dave was just furiously writing down bit questions on the little things, but they never read one of them <laughs> that they're like setting to yeah, the side as yeah, they're, they're reading. They're, yeah, they're like, yeah, <laughs> like, no, we're not around. Really <laughs> but the greatest the greatest moment of that was somebody asked him, "What's a four pointer?" <laughs> Asked, asked John Force, the patriarch of the Force family, they said, when do you think you're going to retire? So the guy, the MC's big jolly guy, and he says, oh, you know, somebody out there wants to know when you're going to retire. And then he gave the most nonsensical answer that never once even came close to touching the question. And he mentioned Castrol and all these other things. It never like, once answered the question. And then, and then the guy said, so I guess you're not going to answer it. And he was like, oh, I answered it. And then they just kept, kept going. <laughs> okay. like, he was not having any of retirement It was like talk. the power team bathtub story. <laughs> it was that bad. We're just like, what just happened? Yeah. Wait, you were like assaulted <laughs> and molested in a bathtub. Why didn't you call the authorities? Because I knew I'd take this rebar, <laughs> put it in between a towel and my teeth. <laughs> And I'd show you the real so, strength from above. <laughs> I got some audio of that Q&A, so if it comes out good, I'll put it at the end of the episode. So, All right. Fantastic. But speaking of racing, should we... Uh... Well, before we get to that... Okay, sorry. 
This is KJ's corner. So oh. was there anything else that you two questions? Okay. What event goes on in Ennis? Um, what what tracks down there? Is that drags? Yeah, yeah. the Texas Motorplex. Okay. Yeah. In Ennis, so, I pronounce it Ennis. Ennis and Ennis. I was I down there to go to the uh, drive-in and saw that going on. And I'm like, I don't know if this is an every weekend thing or uh, you know seasonal, once twice a year type thing. And I'm like, I should check it out. Didn't go. Then the next day, I get a phone call from uh, you know one of my degenerate friends. They're like, Hey, I've been out here all weekend. You should come out again. Did not go. Should I regret that? If was it a couple weeks ago? Uh, it was this last weekend. Yeah. So that That's was the nationals, the nationals right? and you you probably should do that. Is once that a fun time? Life. That's the race that was there was what we went to watch in Vegas. So they yeah. they uh, travel. It's it's basically the highest level of drag racing. Okay. And they they run very similar to NASCAR. They run a tour throughout the whole country. Their last race is now this coming weekend in California, the end of the season. So the Vegas race and then the Motorplex before that. It's something to behold in person. You should go once just to say you did it. Because yeah. I will say this, the the amount of cars and RVs that I saw out there was much more it's than a big I It's a big deal. It's knew. really the only big deal that they have out there um, for spectators. Now, they have events that are... Um, for the people that are competing and racing are a big deal, but this is the only really true spectator event. Okay. And it, I mean, it's hard to explain. I, I took Glenn out there with me many years ago, but you're talking about cars that are going 330 miles an yeah. hour and it's so loud and extreme just to see it once. Yeah. You should totally do it. Yeah. It's worthwhile. Cause I had never been to an event like that before and grew up obviously going to the dirt track right. and I'd been to several NASCAR races, just the sheer volume of it. So me and the wife went, but you guys had like tickets to, like the start finish line. Our yep. tickets were down the the strip a little bit, and so whoever was getting ready, to, I can't remember if it was Top Fuel or Funny Car, whatever it was, when we first got there, and they were getting ready, you know, and we're walking up to our seats, and I'm like, eh, you know, no big deal. I mean, if they take off, it's not anything I haven't experienced before. It was like ten times louder than anything yeah, I've been around. It'll, like, it'll it, like shake your whole body. It's yeah, I was gonna say basically visceral. like. Take your breath away, yeah. Type stuff. So I need to put that on my to do list. Yeah, you should. You should check it out. It's at definitely least once. Yeah, it's definitely worth uh, saying you did it, kind of a thing for and, sure. And now hearing your answer to that answers my other question that you did not see uh, a Logano just screw over Truex. This is my effort at hey, knowing what. I would like you? It. Would you like to? <laughs> would you like to uh, meet somebody that might have had a ticket on Martin Truex to win that race? Oh, you no. did. So you were not so thrilled. Hey. <laughs> That's just racing. That's all that hey, is. Hey, Truex, Truex said that uh, Logano will not win the championship. Well, that's all I saw. He will not I win the championship. I saw that headline, and that's what led me to look into further, like, what the hell went down. Yeah. Because um, what, what happens at the they, the very last race of the season, the last four guys that are in it, whoever does the best of those four wins it. So Truex is basically saying, hey, if I'm alive and in a car, <laughs> the 22 ain't going to win that yeah. race. Like, I will Bowman Gray him before he wins that race. Not going to premeditate or anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's roll into the show. From I don't want to derail us from that. I know you've got a lot. No, of I think I will fully say I did not uh, get okay. a chance to see the show. That's okay. YouTube TV does not carry Discovery Network. I would so I would no. bet that Point Break Dave didn't watch it either. I most certainly did watch it. Yes. And let me say this. I would like for you now to tell me something that happened to prove that you watched it. Much like the first season, I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> this show is amazing. So obviously I I you know knew it was on, I DVR'd it, but I didn't have a chance to watch it until about ten or ten thirty last night. I had not talked to my dad at all about this show. 
And we, the wife and I, are watching something on TV. Race night at Bowman Gray. Thank you. Good yeah. reset there. Good formatting. Yeah, we got a professional here. I know. At least one of us is. Yeah. So uh, all of a sudden, and this is a joke for only three of us. I just get a text from my dad. It just says, "Hey, get me a rubber band sandwich and make it snappy." <laughs> Which is the character, so when they did a show about this track eight years ago on the History Channel, okay. there's a guy, his name was Eric something, yeah, His name was Eric, not, Eric Stegall. Yeah, Stegall. not in this episode. Not, he's not in the show yet, but he was essentially like a mechanic for somebody. For Junior Miller. Yeah. And he... Also not in the show. Is he alive? I, he, no way he's still alive. Yeah, he could be dead. He liked to make a lot of jokes, and that was one of his jokes at a local cafe, was, was to tell the waitress to make him a rubber band sandwich and make it snappy. <laughs> I don't get it, but go on. <laughs> band to snap. So my only thing to contribute before derailing you here is uh, the show's called what? At the what? Race, Race night, night at Bowman Gray. So it's essentially a reality show, right? Yeah. That yeah. takes place at one track in North Carolina. That's right. In Winston-Salem. In Winston-Salem, which oddly enough, there's a football field in the middle of, like an actual football field. They actually play football there too. Which the irony of... <gasps> It's a historically black college. All right. I just think it's great to know that. Uh, <laughs> what are you saying? NASCAR events. Uh, I don't think that Bubba Wallace is frequenting this so, track okay. or any descendants there. So I had a few. I did not see anyone <laughs> in the show that would uh, attend Looked that. Like uh, they were attending the Winston Salem yeah. State University. So, so I do, I don't write out elongated notes. It's more like bullet points and little sentences. And then you don't know what you meant. Can you? KJ, can you read the question about four lines up? Um, it starts with where. <laughs> Donde esta? All the black people. I'm not even going to finish. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, don't go with the Spanish word there. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> Just stop short on that one. Just put that one in the short shoot, take it back to the pit. But while we're talking about where... Winston-Salem is in the geography. Apparently, there's a city nearby called Tobaccoville. <laughs> to right? Yeah, that's where... Uh, who's from there? One of uh, the drivers. Tim Brown. Tim Brown's from Tobaccoville, Tobacco North Carolina. <laughs> Not the wide receiver. So no, Yeah, no. so you're going to be really thrown off by the, the fact that there's a Tim Brown and a John Brown in this yeah. episode, which is confusing enough because they're not related. But we've set the stage that's a reality show about a season of racing at this one... It's a very popular track on the short track, you know, modified circuit. Um, and this first episode to me, obviously we're three of us are familiar with, with the major characters in play. Uh, cause almost all of them were involved in the show from 2010. This was very racing one Oh one. Right. And it was very racing focused to the point where the other series spent more time off the track. And this, the majority of this episode was actually focusing on the race. Now, this race was probably, what, six times longer than any race they'll have the rest of the season? Yeah, it so 200 laps. It would make sense that that might be the case since this was the season opening race. I think they did a good job, at least for the first episode, of like having them explain. Like you said, it was Racing 101, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of, in the previous season, whatever, 10 years ago, where it was them weighing wheels and doing things in the garage, but if you didn't know a lot about racing, right. it went over your head. And this time, like the drivers, which I'm sure they were prompted to do, were like, to explain here's it. what we're doing. And I think that's probably good to gain Well, everybody viewers. but Bert, he wasn't about to explain anything. He had his shock absorbers covered up, with, up. with a zipped-up yeah. sock-looking thing. 
He's what? like, hey, I can't show you guys what's under here because that might give away some secrets. So, so it did bounce back and forth between the very straightforward and simple, like, hey, when you qualify right. and you have the fastest time, you're on the pole, which means you start first. Now, here's this very complicated spring setup where I get the coils. Right, where he's getting yeah, coil bombs. Yeah, to bump. Oh, no. No, it's okay. What's a tire lottery and why? A tire lottery? Do they have one of these? Yeah, they probably do. Actually. I'm just reading uh, <laughs> the. I'm reading the description of this oh, show. Okay. And they say that they uh, uh, infamous short track, blah blah blah. But they do a tire lottery where to keep the playing field equal, the track will distribute tires. Yeah, amongst the that's racers. a real. That's a okay. real thing. That's a real thing. Why yeah. would this? Like, how would one cheat with their own? Tires versus what I, I think it's a lot of it is just how much money, yeah. whether it's personally or through a sponsor that you have. Yeah, gotcha. and tires are you can, something that can really even the playing yeah. field if you're not if you're not spending you know top dollar on you know a really lightweight you know gripped tire that designed for that track and everybody gets them out of the out of the bin. And you can also have the same like engine specifications, but if you get it built here or say you got it built at. The Awesome Dongs machine shop, <laughs> which he actually no longer owns, um, it would be a superior product. Clearly. But what they have at a lot of tracks is if you win like the A main feature race, your engine is immediately up for someone else to buy. It's up for right. sale you at, know, the, at the market price, though, not right. at what you spend on it. So it's it's so somebody can't just spend the most money and just it's a de incentive is it de incentivizes you to spend a lot of money. Gotcha. Right. It's called a claimer. Carry, there you go. carry on. Sorry. I was yeah. just excited. All right. about no, the these are good questions. So uh, for those that hopefully we have some people that actually watched it because my first, and if you don't, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Let's establish when this comes on. And I found out it comes on on discovery network. Is it always Monday night? Yeah. Discovery? discovery Monday night, nine o'clock, but you should be able to stream the episodes through the site this. or app. The website, you don't even have to have Discover. I just started hitting play, so I will catch up on okay. this. <laughs> My first Good observation, uh, just to kick it off, Burt Myers kind of looks like a methed-up Mike Soroy. I can see that. Uh, yeah. Um, what else did I write down? J- Jason Myers looks exactly like John Brown. In fact, if you didn't know, you'd think they were the same yeah. person. Is Jason Myers ever not smoking in this no. episode? That was the first note I had, is that they're doing the driver introductions on the track <laughs> before they get in their cars, and he's smoking. Like, he's smoking on the track while he's getting into his car on the track. Like, I don't even think Dale Earnhardt did that. So we, so. as noted, we just got back from Vegas, so I was watching this tonight before coming over here, and... Mrs. Point Break Dave was sitting on the couch, and 10 years ago when we were watching this show, she was also sitting on the couch reading, not paying attention to right. it. But something must have seeped in, because she looks up, it's Jason Meyer, and she's like, he's the younger brother, right? <gasps> and I was like, yeah, and she's like, the one that works for UPS? Yeah. And I was like, oh, he did then. Yeah, and she's like, I feel bad for him. Oh. I was like, you should feel bad for all of them. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely... I don't know if he's the younger or the older brother. He's definitely like the forgotten brother. Oh, there's He's no the Cooper doubt. Manning. But he's by far the... I would much rather hang out with Jason oh, he's Myers. The, oh, yeah. He's, oh, he's, the the, he's definitely the least cocky of the bunch. That's I, I not think, even close. I think hanging out with Tim Brown would be just miserable. Oh, my... <laughs> Although, apparently, he did break every bone in both hands. And he just toughed kept it out driving. more than you did. 
I was infatuated by his sponsor, Sink Tower. I would I like he to was ask, sponsored by the jewelry well, place. He was also sponsored by Hayes Jewelers, but on the side of his car, he was sponsored by Sink Tower. I'd like to ask KJ to now Google Sink Tower and then read the name of the company that comes up. So it's S-I-N-K, Sink Tower. Spelled traditionally. <laughs> All right, Sink Tower. First thing that comes up... Uh... <laughs> Sink, to do with docking? <clears throat> Sink Tower Erection, Inc. <laughs> so he is North sponsored Carolina. by an erection. The one that you're sinking? He's sponsored by an erection. That's all I wanted to say. So he I think was, it's been mentioned before that I've, I've been to Bowman Gray Stadium yes. before, but it rained out. But I did get a picture taken with one of the main characters from the show back in that glorious July that evening. Middle? Yeah. Is he still with us? Yeah, he's on the show now. Okay. He's the guy who smokes all the time. So, I don't know if they ever mentioned his name, but he was there, obviously, 10 years ago. The guy that essentially runs the track. That's yeah, always yeah. like laying down the rules, and there was controversy about qualifying, which we can get into, and he's telling the guy, tough luck. That guy should be happy all the time. Because they pan back, and there is a person sitting every 18 inches in that crowd. Oh, man. They, he is laughing all the way to the bank every no, I, single day. I told y'all, and I think we talked about it a little bit on here a week, or maybe when Tom was here the week before, that the time I went there, um, there was rain in the forecast, but we figured, hey, if it rains a little bit, they'll dry the track. You know, It's asphalt, so it doesn't. it takes a while, but they'll run. There were so many people out there. And there were you, clearly they had been out there for hours, just hanging out. It was an amazing scene. So let me tell you a little something about racing, KJ. <laughs> I've got a little experience in racing. One of the important things in racing is the weight of the car, obviously. Right. So the uh, we raced at some of the crappiest tracks in Kennedale and Ennis, or Ennis as some people call it, Huntsville, <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama, Temple. Temple, Texas. You pull your car across the scale. You stop on the scale. There's a LED digital readout that tells you what the car weighs and you pull off or Whoa, drive off, <laughs> depending on how excited you, you make were weight with really what it says. Yeah. In this show, they're weighing the cars, and the guy literally has the sliding scale like you do on the old oh, no. school weight, and he's oh, yeah. sitting in there five to seven minutes per car, just like, oh, no, 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 no. And they're getting mad because they all had to have the cars weighed in by 7 o'clock or they couldn't qualify for the race, and half the field misses it because they couldn't get the what? weight figured out. This happened in this episode. As you just mentioned, there are a ton of people that attend this. It sounds like money shouldn't be the issue, although I assume admission is probably 10 bucks. Like, it's not yeah. very much. Yeah. I feel what like I'm that's something that they Temple, could raise Texas the money. Texas drag yeah. strip could afford the LED readout on the scale. There's no reason... Bowman Gray Stadium, the most successful short track in America, can't afford a, a digital scale. That's a quarter mile for yeah. you, you guys out there. Ten bucks admission, at That's, least in, in 2010 it was. It. Yeah, market scale. Might be 15 now. Yeah, it might be up to 1250 you know, <laughs> Yeah, keep the extra 50 cent. This part of the country, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, all that, like, I imagine it's a little bit more popular Amateur short track, NASCAR, all of that there. That is that, that is no the doubt. sweet spot. That is yeah. the sweet spot of so America for that. It's it's I wonder if it's just clinging to tradition more than it is a financial thing. 
of, of uh, that scale situation. But either way, it sounds ridiculous. So another thing that I found amusing is they, they're starting the race and they they spend just a minute panning the crowd. So two things happen. One is they they just I guess at random picked several fans and I, I think the producer prompted them with who's your favorite driver and they're saying all the different names and it's like Bert Myers, John Boy, and then somebody says Whoever's gonna wreck is my favorite <laughs> driver. Or no, whoever's gonna wreck somebody. Yeah. Then they go to a wide shot and I paused it. Two people had on full Confederate flag T-shirts just in the first crowd shot. And I'm like, that is Bowman Gray Stadium to a T right there. And they were probably like, the producers was probably like, (laughs) get a crowd shot without one of the, and they couldn't find find me a shot without the stars of ours. And that was the best they could do. They showed at least three shots of guys giving the bird. Yes. From the stands. Yeah. Just, just so violently before they got into the race. Do you want to write down the Jason Meyer quote? Is no. it, I'm going to give 150,000%. <laughs> it gets more confusing. It's, I'm going to give, I'm going to give it 150,000% whether we lose or not. Oh my goodness. Put like, that on that? a motivational poster yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> With a cat just falling to its oh, death. Yeah. So another thing I found amusing is they have a pace car, which is rare for a dirt track. Usually they let the, the um, pole position car control the field. But then the pace car, when he's ready to start the race, just kind of turns left and just drives in the grass. <laughs> he doesn't have anywhere to go. So he just kind of pulls off in the grass. But do they, do they not have any type of speed limits in the pits? No, the because race? they went tearing through the pits with people jumping out of the way yeah. to, to do an in-race tire change. So they didn't... Okay, so 200 laps, quarter mile track, but you're going to have cautions. Are they, they carrying, they got enough gas in there to make it the whole time? I don't know, man. That's a long distance for, for a modified to go without a stop. Because they didn't really cover that as to if everybody there had to come been in. A, there might have been I a, don't think a there competition was a caution you know, situation. Because they had one guy come in for fuel and maybe to change a tire. Right. And he peeled out of there. There were people standing everywhere. Yeah. And he just peels out like full speed back out on the track. It was amazing. I feel like that's not to code. I don't <laughs> think no. it doesn't. It seemed wrong to me. <laughs> what may I ask? Um, I know you have more notes. What what causes show to go away for? What was the hiatus for? I think well, my theory is a good theory. My theory is that it was about a year and a half ahead of its time. Okay. Because it it I, it would hold its weight against any of the shows that got really popular: Fast and Loud, Street Outlaws, um, you know, Diesel Brothers, all those shows, but but it was it was aired at a time when people still thought that the History Channel was supposed to be showing like you know World Discovery. War II documentaries. Right. Well, and it was on History. It was before. on History That's originally. Right. So I remember like we loved the show and we're going on these forums and like the History Channel. This is back when they, there was a forum on their site. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, "How's this history? This is this is stupid." And and it's like they paved the way for all these other shows. And now discovery history, learning channel, like all of those are all those shows. Although back then you were getting a ton of chopper stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. It was a, just, a it was just a click ahead of, of all those racing and hot rodding and all, all those auto restoration shows. Cause that, that kind of combined the best parts of all yeah. of them and it had great characters and they, you know, they went to their houses and they, you know, they just had ridiculous, you know, fights and I mean right. every everything you needed to make a good show. It and had there's it all. a lot of that I think to come. Like the yeah. first episode was just the race yeah. itself. I Draw think you in. I think from now on you're going to get into conflict on the track and off. You're going to get into behind the scenes. You're getting into the family stuff because you're going to have 
a wife and kids that are complaining that they don't see their dad for, <laughs> you know, four, six months out of the year because all they do is go to work and then go work on cars till midnight. Yeah. yeah. But KJ, that was kind of a long winded answer. The reason no. the show went away was you're looking at the entire viewership <laughs> of the first season. <laughs> That's why it went away. And I'll tell you, and I remember this completely clearly. It was late 2009, and I was at the movies. I don't remember what I went to see, but I was at the movies with my wife, and I saw a trailer for the, the show the first time it was around, and I immediately texted them, and I said, look this up. This will be life-changing. And they looked it up, and they basically just sent a bunch of like eggplant emojis back to me. I don't know if that was in the day and age where you could do that or not, but... Pictures we found back. a way. Yes, they just took the, I was like, you know what? It's worth it. It's like the see-through shower. So a couple other little things, in, and I'm pretty much out, out of material, and we're running on time too, nah, but time did you guys flat circle. Did you guys catch uh, anything interesting when John Brown had his wreck? Yeah, it was Chris Fleming. He wrecked with Chris yes. Fleming. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be in the show, but they're like, John Brown and Chris Fleming get into it. And I'm like, he's still there. He's still racing. And his brother Frank was also in the results. One of them finished like fourth. I can't remember which one. Oh, oh interesting. Wow. Probably Frank. He yeah. was always the more talented yeah, of the Chris Brothers. So, yeah, I did notice that. Um, and do you think there's any chance that Tim Brown actually broke both his thumbs? No. Not, I mean... And could you be a bigger wiener getting out of the car? He broke. He hurt his finger, and right. he had to have a guy pull him out of the car? Well, and it makes sense that, you know, they tell you when in NASCAR, when they wreck, they always put their hands yeah, up because right. if you hold on to the wheel, it'll, yeah, it'll break your true. hands. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so I could see that, but also he gets out of the car, he's holding his arm. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you He you was overselling. Then you broke your thumbs, and now you get out and you're holding your arm I mean, like you broke your arm. You broke. You tore your ACL and went to the gym the next day. Well, I wanted to, and I woke <laughs> up and I was like, no. So I went two days later. <laughs> This and story's the day, worse. And so then the day after At any that. point in time, do we get anyone in a jacuzzi saying, you know, I'm somewhat of a racing savant? Is that guy related to them at all? Jason Brown, coach of the Independence Community College <laughs> football team? I get your last chance you <laughs> reference with a cigar. Just talking about, hey. Somewhat of, of a savant. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm from Compton. <laughs> And I'm from Compton. The complete opposite of Winston-Salem. North yeah, the complete opposite. <laughs> Boy, so that the truth? I don't think I had any more notes about the show. We had one email. I have an email, and then I have one other very brief thing. And then, you, I, then I, I tore done. my other AC. Yeah. Episode 99 and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the email was from uh, Mike Hernandez. He says, uh, so about the Bowman Gray show, I didn't watch it. At least not yet. F that guy. He just wanted to request a recap of Tommy's trip to see the National. Have you covered that? No. Actually, we could do that in the next... Well, we could do that now. I could do it in five minutes. I could do it in three minutes. About two. I could do it in two. <laughs> Let's do two. I, something happened there that's never happened. Hey, KJ, I'll take the over for two. <laughs> KJ, do you go to a lot of concerts? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I've never seen this specific thing happen before at a concert. And it doesn't have to do with the wall. <laughs> Nobody divided. And the we crowd. didn't have to divide any lines. Well, you guys wouldn't know because you don't listen to good music. Well, the, the vaginas were implied at this, at this show. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do my own show. The don't ever say that. It sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder than it sounds. You'll end up talking about Cabeza de Vaca for 14 weeks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but go on. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. The National National's very, um, it's very, very chill, mellow music. It's not, we're not going to be, um, 
you know, making a wall or doing anything like that. Right. Um, so they, they come out, uh, it's about 9.45, and they, they start their first song. Well, pretty, pretty quickly, like within the first 30 seconds of the song, I'm noticing, so, you know, we're at the Southside Ballroom, we're packed in, it's sold out, and I'm noticing a lot of people with their phone lights, like the exterior light on, like going like this, like to my left, like in, in one real concentrated area, and I'm like, that's kind of weird. And it's kind of distracting. And he's singing. Well, then the lead singer just goes, okay, hold on. Stop. Hold on. Stops the song. What's going on out there? And they're all going like, we need help. We need help. Well, somebody went down. So he stops the entire show, like from the song, like this, they came out to their entrance. He stops it. And he goes, he goes, okay. Um, you know, let's get, let's get him some help back off. So they bring a stretcher in, they wheel somebody out. Now like, would have been a good time to divide the crowd and make a <laughs> pathway. So, I mean, we're, we're talking a solid five or 10 minutes. He, he says, turn the house lights up. Oh my. So we're, so we're just kind of like standing there, like me and uh, Paul Bear. Yeah. he went with me. Right. We're, we're just kind of standing there. So five, 10 minutes go by. He's like, all right, everything good. And you know, people are giving the thumbs up. The lights go down. He, they start to play the song. They get like, Five seconds in, the lights come back on because I guess the the EMS had dropped something. He stops again. The they drop, go back. They drop Mike yeah. Madonna. And he was pretty cool about it. He was a little annoyed the second time. And yeah. then he's like, okay, are we sure we're good? Like, And then they, they drop the lights. He kind of backs off the stage and then he walks back out and they start the whole show over again like it didn't happen. Wow. I've never seen that so, before. Somebody just collapsed? I guess. I don't yeah. know exactly what happened. Oh, I know okay. they wheeled somebody out on a stretcher. They were just too overwhelmed by the heaviness of that show. Yeah. <laughs> just too much. The emotion of it. <laughs> yeah. but, but other than that, uh, to answer Mike's email, it was it was everything I could have hoped it would be. Uh, if he wants me to text him some videos I took, I'm happy to do it. I won't subject the show to that, but it was it was fantastic. How, how long into the uh, stop down were you... Yelling, I didn't pay for this. <laughs> Get him out of yeah. here. Get him out. So he I says, came here to rock. Says this is also my official written request for Tommy's Music Minute, which we just got three of, so we don't have to do that for a month. I'm doing it next episode. And he said to kick Dave in the shin for him. Oh. So we can, uh, we can go, go ahead and do That's that. That's my bad leg. That's Wait, my yeah. bad did leg. he? No, Mike was here when Dave was not, right? Yeah, it was playing. Yeah. It was playing that way. They're they're not allowed to be within two hundred feet of each so, other. Oh yeah, but he, he is fully aware that they are spitting image of uh, the chain smokers, right? Them, the two of them, the two of them, and the chain smokers, the actual band. You'd have to Google it to be familiar. I've but, seen yeah. the chain smokers. I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there. You're, you're there. I've seen it. One of them wear a vest everywhere <laughs> exactly. he goes. The other one wears. One of them does wear a hockey shirt, jersey, or a vest. <laughs> but go on. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my last thing. This is very brief, but I th- we have to include it, especially with our okay. with our special guest here. Um, you don't have a son. I you do. don't have a son, but you do. I do. You have You're- two sons. <laughs> what an amazing, ironic note. <laughs> you ever any experience with the Cub Scouts? Not with my kids. I, I was in the Cub Scouts. You were? Yeah. Does makes, it matter if you have sons now? I thought it was I think well, like Valor still- Club now. Pretty. I don't think. I don't know if they completely enforce it, but this was very gender specific. Okay. Well, my son found out because they they walked into his kindergarten class, kind of did. Here's a deal, and they basically showed him that at one some point in time you can shoot a gun or like oh, a bow and arrow, and he's like, I want to do that. <laughs> so we're at a stage of Cub Scouts. You want to play this? You're interested in playing the drums? Like we're encouraging pretty much everything. So I'm like, you want to join the Battle Club? Everything. Very reluctant. You want to vote for Beto? Okay. My <laughs> greatest, 
fear is that he becomes like hardcore Boy Scout and have to go on a bunch of camping trips. Because you have to go too. With a bunch of nerdlingers. So, sorry, Gustav. Um, so, yeah, so first uh, Boy Scout or Cub Scout meeting, and it's like a pumpkin carving thing that happened last week. So we do that, whatever. And then I'm his. You Are know, you the din leader? No, no. But they need one. I was like, <laughs> I am the last person. Hard pass. I'm like, you swing for awanas instead. Yeah. You get like half the patches, exactly. and you don't right. have to go on any of the trips. Right. And you never and go you're in the same building. Learn right. some scripture. <laughs> right. You it's never crazy. go overnight. But uh, yeah, they don't want me at that because I'm like, all right, kids. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna learn how to tie a knot yet again. <laughs> so do the pumpkin carving thing. But you know, I'm parent guardian you know of the child so i've got to sign the official papers I had to pay for them and sign the official papers so the other thing that you have to do with that is you fill out information about yourself you have to say i'm not a felon i don't have these issues i've never been asked to leave an organization or anything like that <laughs> but you also have to put references so i had to put three references First reference that I put uh, was an old friend of mine, a guy I've been friends with since I was like 12. So if they called him, like he would legit be like, yeah, you know, I can vouch. Right. So I had two other slots. How many times has your phone rang from the Cub Scouts <laughs> oh, no. over the last week and a half at all? I've gotten some 817 calls. You have gotten a voicemail? I, have, I don't this check them as frequently. great bit. Oh, oh, my goodness. I love this. I have had a few. Well, here's the thing. I may have replied to a text or two of a certain sign we've seen in the yards. Uh, okay. And okay. so I, I get these calls mixed up. I have not answered. So you might run through your voicemails. Oh, my goodness. Let me go. This I can pull them great. up because they, they translate to text and go to my email. Because Mr. Ellis was on there and <laughs> through his uh, gambling or more DraftKings strategy curiosity, I have the number of a regionally famous local media member, and he was my third <laughs> reference. <laughs> So you're intentionally <laughs> going to get yourself kicked out before you're ever even in. I figure I can't lose. You can't lose. Yeah, because if they're like, oh, they vouch for him, he's good, or, oh, my God, he put this person on there. So, he, yeah, he literally knows three people. <laughs> exactly. That's a funny bit. So there you go. That's my Cub Scout story. That's a good bit. And, and for the record, I was in Cub Scouts for less than three months and quit. I don't think this is a long haul thing. And oddly enough, I had a similar experience to your son is they showed something that indicated that there was going to be an actual sword fight where you were going to have a duel with somebody. Because right. <laughs> that's what we do with five-year-old jousting. And <laughs> hold on. A sword fight? Isn't that what we're trying to get away from? <laughs> the Balor Club's for everyone. And then I went to the event where said sword fight was going to take place, and you actually took like a, okay, man, this is going to be, we're going to have to really, you took a big tube sock, <laughs> and they put like it's another sock worse. inside of it, and you, you hit the person with that, that was the sword fight, and I'm done. I told my mom, I was like, I don't want to go to this All anymore. coming to the surface now. Yeah. So he, as, as it were. Yeah. As, as it were. I mean, I would have said it differently, but. So he's, <laughs> he's committed for his kindergarten year. And we'll see. But we went to this pumpkin carving thing. It was mm -hmm. like an hour. And show up at 7. I'm telling you, at like 7.23, he's already leaning against me going, ah, I'm bored. When do we get to go home? And I was like, well. Can we play Fortnite now? Let's, let's sit through it because we've all decorated our stuff and there's a winner and all that. We don't want to be rude. But, yeah, he was definitely like, I don't want to go to that again. I, wanna, I only want to go to the cool stuff. 
So take them to Simmerin's. What is it? Cinnamon Ranch, Cinnamon Creek. What is the axe arrow gun thing up there? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I think you're right. I think it is Cinnamon Creek. Cinnamon Creek Ranch or yeah. something like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That would be cool. There you go. Anything with guns. Christmas has uh, just He's been in. figured out. Take him to Gustav's house. What am I doing? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can just leave him. He can, make, <laughs> he can make his own gun, take it home with him. There you go. <laughs> Let's make some music, make some